this morning by asking you all a question. Have you ever lost something or someone that was really important to you? And how did that make you feel? So for 30 seconds, talk to the person next to you. Have you ever lost something or someone that was really important to you? And how did that make you feel? Who would like to tell me something or someone that they lost that was really important to them? Who wants to tell me something they've lost? What did you lose? Shout it really loud. Friends, what else have we lost? Who's, who's lost something really important? Put your hand up if you've lost your keys. Who's lost their keys? Who's lost their mobile phone? Quite a lot of you. Who's lost a person that maybe was really special and important to them? Now, how did those losing those things make you feel? Who can tell me how that made them feel? Angry, maybe? You might have felt sad. You might have felt worried. No one was ready for the events of that first Good Friday. After Jesus died... His disciples fled and hid. I can imagine that they were feeling a great deal of loss. They had lost a friend. They had spent three years living with Jesus. They'd been in each other's pockets. And suddenly, he wasn't there. They had lost a teacher Jesus has called each of the 12 disciples personally. They had given up things to follow him. And now, now he was gone. They had lost their purpose. What were they to do now that Jesus was no longer with them? They had lost their expectation. They believed Jesus was the Messiah He was going to restore God's kingdom, get rid of the Romans. Jesus was dead. How was that supposed to happen now? They may have lost their faith. If Jesus, who said he was the Son of God, the Messiah, why is all this happening? Had God forgotten them? Loss is a part of all our lives. Whether it's losing your favorite toy, a mobile phone, a job, or someone that you love. When we lose something or someone, we can feel sad, afraid, worthless. But unlike the disciples, we have the hope of knowing that Sunday is coming. We're just going to spend a moment thinking about what we've just heard. So at the end of your rows, there should be some red ribbons. So if you're at the end of the row, you need to pass those down and some pens. And I want you just to spend a few moments writing or drawing on those ribbons something or someone that you have lost and how that makes you feel. We are going to have a little bit of time to do this. Um, Then I'll read a narrative and we will sing a song together.
So write or draw on your red ribbon things that you have lost and how that made you feel. is dead. Evening is coming. So a rich man from Amrathir, Joseph, one of Jesus' followers, asked Pilate for his body. Jesus is dead. Pilate agreed. And Jesus' body is given to Joseph. Jesus is dead. So Joseph takes his body. He wraps it in a linen cloth He places it in his own tomb, a new tomb hewn out of rock and rolls a stone in front of it while Mary and Mary sit and watch. Jesus is dead, but there is a rumour that in three days will pass and he will rise again. So just like Joseph, the Pharisees pay a visit to Pilate. Jesus is dead. For three days, we need guards around the tomb in case his disciples steal his body. Pretend that he has risen and complete his deceit. Jesus is dead. They watch and they wait. Two days gone, one more to go. Please sit down. The night is over. The day has come. It's dawn. The first day of the week. The Sabbath has passed. And Mary and Mary are back at the tomb. The night is over. The day has come. There is an earthquake and an angel who rolls away the stone and then sits himself down on it. He is as bright as lightning, as white as snow. And the soldiers tremble, and the soldiers faint when they see him. The night is over. The day has come. The angel speaks to the women. Don't be afraid. I know who you are looking for. Jesus, who is crucified. But he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. The night is over. The day has come. Come, see for yourself, the angel continues. See the place where he lay. Then go. And tell his disciples he is risen and will meet them in Galilee. The night is over. The day has come. The women leave the tomb. Filled with fear, filled with joy. And then suddenly, there is Jesus. Greetings, he says, as if it's just an ordinary day. But Mary and Mary fall to their knees. They clasp his feet and worship him. 
the day is, the night is over. The day has come. Don't be afraid, says Jesus. Galilee, that's where my brothers need to go. Tell them they will see me there. The night is over. The day has come. Jesus is alive. Sunday morning has come and Jesus is risen. Jesus is alive. That morning at the tomb, Mary and Mary must have gone through a roller coaster of emotions. As they arrive at the tomb, they are feeling sad. They're there to visit their friend who they still think is dead. Then they were afraid. They meet an angel who appears, a big, imposing angel, showing them an empty tomb. Then they were filled with joy. All the sadness, all the fear went away because their friend, their teacher, their saviour, Jesus, was alive. Just like Mary and Mary, we can be filled with joy because Jesus is alive. We can have joy because we are forgiven. Jesus died on the cross for all the wrong things we have done and the right choices we choose not to make. We can have joy because we can be friends with God. Jesus dying on the cross and coming back to life means that we can have a relationship with God forever. We can have joy because we have hope. Yes, Jesus died and conquered death, but what there still will be times when we feel sad or afraid. But we can have joy because we have the eternal hope. Because Jesus conquered death, the battle has been won. And there will be a day where there are no more tears and no more sadness. I want to end this morning by sharing two verses from the book of Romans with you. The first is from Romans 12, verse 12, and says this. Let your hope keep you joyful. Be patient in your troubles and pray at all times. And the second from Romans 15, 13. May God, the source of hope, fill you with all joy and peace by the means of your faith in him so that your hope will continue to grow by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment to remember all the reasons we have to be joyful because Jesus is alive. So you now should have at the end of your rows a gold piece of ribbon and take a moment to write or draw all the reasons why we have to be joyful this Easter Sunday. So when you get home, you might want to put these ribbons inside your Bible or on your fridge as a reminder that even though there is sadness, there is great joy.